Be greeted everyone um, in the name of Jesus. I am Valently and today I'm going to be just teaching on this um, that the Lord has laid in my heart. I was pulled into the place of ministry to the Lord today with this witnessing of the Holy Spirit that your reward is God. You are, uh, you are a priest to the altar of God and to the altar. To the priests of the altar belongs the God to which they minister to. And Ezekiel 44, actually, God speaks, saying, give the priests no land. I will be their possession. So I went, I was pulled into the place of ministry to the Lord with that witnessing. And it blessed my heart that I have a reward that does not depreciate i have a reward that is everlasting an eternal reward my reward is living i have a living reward and that reward is god so that is what i came into the place of ministry to the lord with today and so everything i'm going to share is fresh from the altar of the lord and so i i, I trust the lord to have this bless you as well as it did me. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit um, was very instructional. How many know that the Holy Spirit in his authoritative voice ministers to us in instruction? He ministered saying to me, you are to come into the presence of the Lord with a quiet mind. Your thoughts have no place because your thoughts in the presence of the Lord they pull you to a direction of pursuing what confirms what you already believe instead of experiencing what the Lord has prepared for you. Because remember, we minister to a God who is not absent. In his presence is, is, is aspects of him, are properties of himself that we ought to experience the revelation of, right? From that place, we are to experience the exchange of, of image. As we behold him, he beholds us. So never for a single moment think the presence of God or being in the presence of God or take being in the presence of God so lightly because God values that. Because in his presence is hidden the glory of the properties of God, his nature, his character. That's available for our discovery. So the Holy Spirit said to me, you are to come before the Lord with a quiet mind. That avoids you pursuing a cosigner. That avoids presumed ideals that are enough to cause you to miss the mark, to miss what has been prepared for you. Think of the presence of God as sitting at a table. When you come eat at the table and you have already had a snack on your way to the table, by the time you get there, what's in your mouth? What are you chewing on? Where's the, the focus? Where's your appetite on what you have already satisfied yourself with? That's why wisdom also says that in, in Proverbs 9, that you are to set aside everything that you think you know. And come eat the meat and drink of the wine that is on the table. So we ought to approach the presence of God like that. And from that, Hebrews eleven six came that whoever would draw near God 
must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. The first aspect that the Holy Spirit highlighted is this. Whosoever would. That implies exercising your free will. Because the invitation of God is ever available. But what's your responsibility is to exercise your free will in drawing closer to God, in being receptive to the pool, in receiving the love that reveals. For Jesus says, the Father loves the Son, that he reveals himself to the son so it is your responsibility as a son of god to exercise your free will to come closer to god he calls you yes it is the exercising of your free will that enables you to actually partake of what he invites you to so there is that right that that's what it means when it says whosoever would Meaning it's an open invitation. It's no respecter of gender or ethnicity or anything. It is the exercising of free will. That is why Jesus, when he, called, when he cried out, he said, Whosoever is thirsty can come drink from me. Because there are no classifications in the kingdom of God. It is so open-ended that whosoever would, whosoever feels that you know, the conviction in their free will that that is what they've been looking for and that is what they have the capacity to intake would come, you know, would draw um, closer to the Lord, to God. It says, whosoever would um, draw near to God must believe. So there is an uncompromising platform through which you plug your free will to and that is belief. That is the faith that establishes you. That is the faith that becomes the pathway and the doorway to accessing the promises of God by faith in Jesus Christ. So, must believe. Belief, it's, it, it's not based on anything else, but it continues to say, must believe that God exists. So, the, your belief must be framed by the word of God. We know that everything that is created was framed by the word of God. So there is no alternative pattern that is required as what establishes what is for the kingdom of God. Whatever is of the kingdom of God is established upon the framework, upon the frame of the word of God. That is what we are to believe. So you must believe that God exists. And the only way the existence of God can be made known to you is through the knowledge of God himself through Christ Jesus. Because Christ says in John 17, 3, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God in Christ whom you sent. So we have an understanding that our belief system is to be established on this foundation, on this um, root of God, the knowledge of God. And that is to become our root. And then... Um, whoever must believe that he exists and rewards those who seek him. The reward is latter. The reward is secondary. But the Holy Spirit highlighted that we have oftentimes focused on the fruit and neglected the root. We have oftentimes wanted to bear the fruit of what it means to be rooted in the knowledge of God. But we forsake the knowledge. 
we forsake going through the process of being rooted in the knowledge of God. I mean, God cries out in Hosea 6, 6 to say, I desire that you know me. Throughout the Old Testament, God has been petitioning to be known. That is why the knowledge of God is accomplished through the cross. That is why by faith in Christ Jesus, we access the knowledge of God. That's why Jesus in his disciples, or Jesus to his disciples in, in Matthew 13, 11, he says to you, the knowledge, it has been given the knowledge to the secret, um, to the secrets of the kingdom of God. Because through the cross we have attained, by faith in Jesus Christ, we have attained the knowledge of God, which is the root that establishes us. That's why Paul writes in Colossians 2, 6, that having received Christ, you know, walk in him, rooted and built up in, in what you have been taught abounding in thanksgiving because thanksgiving becomes a repellent of every single thing that have the potential to become opposition to the seed of the word of God in us, to the seed or to the foundation of the knowledge of God. If the knowledge of God, if the knowledge of Christ is the eternal life which we are to be founded upon, which is the foundation that builds our our life in Christ that builds our walk with him, there are opposition to that. That's the hardness, that's ignorance, that's, you know, thorns, that's a lot of things. But abounding in thanksgiving means that you repel the development of those things. You interrupt the development stages of that. So God bless you. I'm out of time. <laughs>